0: So the month of June is one of my favorite times to garden, and let me tell you why. June is when the perennial flowers, the best selection of perennial flowers shows up at the garden center. Now perennials are those plants that come back year after year, so you plant them once and you're done, once and done. Perennials, perennials and permanent both start with P, so annuals they bloom like crazy for a year and then they're done. So that's it. That's it. Once once the winter kills them off, perennials come back every year. Now most perennials hibernate underground through winter, so they they're keeping their core alive. And so the mums, you know, they were beautiful in the fall, and then they they turned straw colored, and and now you've probably cut all those things back, and now this new plant is showing. Up a foot, a foot and a half high. And so it's this is the normal procedure. So uh, asters and echinaceas and galardias and salvias and sages, these are all things that are perennials that come back year after year. Now, we've got perennials in the spring, but because they're just coming up, they're basically green blobs in a bucket and you're buying them by the tags. So you're reading these little tiny tags. You can barely, you better bring your cheaters because the plant tags are so small, you could hardly read the writing and the picture on it is beautiful, but it's the size of a stamp. I mean, how do you shop for these things with that kind of environment? In the month of June, It all changes. So they've had a couple months to come back from the roots. They've started to elongate. And now in June, you'll find at your garden center, all the perennials are in bloom. So now you're not shopping by that little tiny tag and postage size (laughs) photo. It's in fragrant bloom right before your eyes, right there. And so it's much easier to shop for perennials. The, The selection of perennials is actually greater In the month of June, June, July, that's kind of the peak window for perennial flowers. Yeah, there's a lot of annuals. Yeah, uh, there's still some tomatoes, but, but perennial flowers. This is when that department upsizes and you get more varieties because they just look so good. I really think we should have more perennials in the gardens. Why plant? Why do all that work? Why not just plant it once and you're done? I go so far as to say that many of the shrubs that we sell are really just big, woody perennials. I mean, a lilac that repeat blooms. I mentioned that earlier. They they come back and they repeat bloom over and over. It's just a big, instead of a little ankle-high, knee-high flower, it's a hip-high shrub that blooms over and over. So you can think through your seasons. So you need spring bloomers, you need summer bloomers, you need some fall blooming, you need some anchoring evergreens out there to keep you looking good through winter. So you think through and you design your landscape so you've always got something exciting, new, blooming in the yard. And perennials, I think, are the core, the, the baseline. So what I'm helping folks design, I'm I'm trying to focus them in on the perennial flowers. In fact, in my container gardens. Or raised bed gardens. I actually use anchors. The, the main garden of plants are perennials. And then I might accessorize or add some color or a different texture or color fragrance with annual flowers. So I've got mainly the perennials hold me year after year. So I don't have to do as much planting. And then I add a few perennial flowers. I sc- scatter those things in, uh, the, the annuals and perennials. You can blend the two things together. It's not one or the other, it's both. And so we live in such a a beautiful spot of the country where you can take advantage of that. We grow better perennials here than most parts of the country. Perennials love, they love winter. They need winter to be able to rest and take a breather. They like hibernating like squirrels or bear out in the forest. They like hibernating underground. Then they come back fresh every spring. And so then they start growing and blooming again. And so they need the cycle. They like the bright, they like the elevation, the, the, the higher altitude. They love bright sun. It helps them to bloom better. The wind can be a little awkward. So if they're tall things like big perennials, you might have to stake, let's say a peony. Peonies, they need a they get so big they can catch the wind. So you might have to stake them a little bit, but they love our sun. They love our our water. They like everything about us out here. And a lot of the perennials, the animals don't eat. And so you'll see that deer and rabbit and javelina, they will tear up your annual flowers. But they'll tend to leave, not all of them, but, but certain ones, they would much rather pass by and go eat your neighbor's annual flowers. They'd rather eat uh, the pansies, violas, and kales over there than they would your echinaceas, gallardias, coreopsis, sages here. They just don't like the flavored smell of perennials. So if you're near that wildland interface, you've got hot antelope, jump on the fence. If you've got, uh, if, I mean, we even got elk up towards Ash Fork. You folks, I don't know how you deal with those. They're just basically a cow with long, that can jump a fence and they eat everything. And so the perennials are much more attuned. They're they're much better at, at defending themselves, either with a taste a texture, many of the times you'll see the the, the perennial flowers have a, like a, a follicle on, a, on the back side of their foliage. Or sometimes they'll put, if you'll see, a lot of perennials are two-toned colored. So on the top of the foliage, it's green. On the bottom, it's silver. Those are all natural defenses that plants use to defend themselves from critters. And so that texture, that white texture, let's say on a sycamore tree, that's a classic. It's got the green on one side, white on the other. That's actually something to keep the deer off of them. And so that's that white powder kind of gets stuck in their throat and they're kind of going, oh man, it tasted so good, but it went down so hard. Oh my gosh, I need some water. A lot of your perennials have that. I really like euphorbia family. So rainbow ascot, gopher plant, a lot of these real succulent looking kind of plants. It's really robust uh, Arizona plants they've got a taste to them they just don't they've got this milky kind of sap to them they've learned oh if something starts eating me make sure that their mouth goes numb because this texture this this sap they're eating is gonna they won't be able to, to taste a thing for days so they kind of quickly stop eating on that euphorbia some plants have an herb have a smell so a lot of your Herbal plants, so rosemary, lavender, anytime you see the word sage in the plant or salvia, salvia or sage. So sage is the common name, salvia is the, the Latin name. So those are both very, they're related to herbs. And so these plants actually throw off a, a scent that, that animals go, oh, I know that one. Every time I eat that, I just feel sick to my stomach for three days. I'm not gonna eat that anymore. So the plants have learned If I put off this fragrance that you and I like, I mean, I love the smell of lavender. I love thyme. I love oregano. Animals don't. I think it's because a little bit of herb goes a long way. But if you're digesting an entire field, you're going to get sick to your stomach. You just don't need that much cilantro. You don't need that much sage. So they kind of pass it by. And so the plants have learned to, uh, mainly perennial plants, they've come back year after year for millennia. They have learned how to defend themselves from animals. And so if you're in that area where you've got jackrabbits, oh my gosh, you're like a rabbit on steroids. They eat everything. They're like a miniature deer. So they just, perennials are your solution. So you start out with the, and what I tell my customers when they're, when they're in, I go, listen, you've got some javelina. This is on the list. They generally are going to leave the sage alone. Why don't you take one home, try it, because they're going to notice it night one. They're going to be there like the next day. They're going to try it. And so they're going to, if they're going to eat it, they're going to eat it like right now. And so test it before you commit to 30 of them along the back fence. Try one. A test victim is what I call it. See if they see what happens. And we can kind of hone you in on that. Now, sometimes animals, they dig it up just for fun. I mean, Havelina, especially. They'll come in just going, hey, hey, Joe, come over here. Let's let's toss this thing around the back. I don't have a soccer ball. I left it at home. Let's throw this guy's plant around in the backyard. So they'll just dig it. They don't eat it. They don't kill it. They just dig it up. I think they're looking actually for worms and grubs and that fresh earth that you prepared. So you stick it back in the ground it goes. So, and then once they do that once, they're pretty much, they'll be done. So perennials, June is the month to plant perennials. You get your best selection, best choices, your best success in, in the garden. So perennials in the month of June, be right back right after this.